Hi there, and welcome to the Electric Vicuna podcast, original audio drama from 12 years of productions. I'm Jack Ward. We interrupt the usual weekly release of our plays to bring dire tidings. Well, I've spoken of this both through the Sonic Society website and the podcast, and I urge you to go read and listen to those tributes. Bill Hallwig, one of the finest progenitors of the modern audio drama movement from Broken Sea Audio, and with his production fingertips and many other productions, ended his earthly adventures last week on March 31st. All of us in our audio drama community are stunned and shocked even a week later. Broken Sea has released news that all of his productions will be shut down in respect. So there will be no more Planet of the Apes, 2109, Amity, Battlestar Galactica, and others. I've spoken at length about Bill and my friendship. As I was reviewing material to release here, I discovered to my horror that one of my earliest mentions I made of Bill in the Sonic Society was to call him Bob Hallwig. Bill, in his usual sense of humor, nudged and joked about it, but never mentioned it again when I responded the next week with a horrified retraction. Bill loved old wounds. He told me he listened to it monthly. He also completed several shows in EVP, including helping me out when I desperately couldn't finish editing an episode of Gate. It remains, of course, the best episode of Gate available. Bill nudged me often, and always, to finish my long-form treatise on A Princess of Mars, and this was well long before the movie. He never gave up, and I won't either. He also appreciated my desire to create an audio drama version of The Last Starfighter. Bill was a proud member of the Sonic Society. He didn't subscribe to podcasts, and for years I'd let him know when the show was able to be downloaded on Tuesday nights. Tonight's episode comes from eight years ago in the summertime, when Shannon and I called him at home around his birthday. So, enjoy. Hello. Hello, is Bill Hallwig there, please? What's up, Jack? It's Bill! Hey! You're on the air, Bill. Uh, I am calling because my little uh, calendar thing says that your birthday's in a couple of days. Actually so. Sadly, I'm turning 42. Oh, wow. That's great. Congratulations. And you'll just in time for Broken Sea Audio Thursday, right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't think we planned it that way. I hope I didn't catch you in the middle of dinner or something. Oh, no, it's like 7 o'clock here. I was watching, I don't know, Nancy Grace or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, my mom loves Nancy Grace. What is Nancy Grace? Oh, you, you need... You. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Oh, okay, well... What I'll, is I'll, Nancy Grace? I don't have cable, so <laughs> I, I just live in audio, as you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too, except for the NFL season, I'm pretty much... There you go. Now, um... Just for those folks who are, are not aware, the, the very few who have been living in a closet somewhere, Bill Hallwig is one of the head honchos of BrokenSea.com. And he's fabulous, and we love him. And, yes, he's, he's a fantastic producer, writer, actor. The man's a triple threat. And an amazing artist, so that's a quadruple threat. <laughs> yeah, did you get the, bro- did you get the new um, Broken Sea header up there yet? We're working on it. I'm, I'm tweaking the logo a little bit. Oh, good. Some other ideas about... I, I catch your phrase in my more elongated rambling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can you tell some folks who haven't, haven't had a chance to listen to you before exactly, you know, a couple of things you do on Broken Sea and this little impromptu interview slash birthday surprise? <laughs> um, well, Paul and I, 
Manoring and I started it just because we wanted to make shows that nobody else was making, whether it was original or we were both fans of Planet of the Apes and Logan's Run, so he adapted Logan's Run and I adapted Planet of the Apes in the hopes that maybe someday the studios would listen to it and not attack us or anything, but make new movies, new TV shows that actually had some merit. You're kind of like Ron Moore did with Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. And, you know, reinvent, although I love the original BSG, don't get me wrong, but the new one is, is great. It's thought-provoking, and it, it's well-thought-out stuff. You know, it's not, I mean, you could set it in a Western, you know, setting, or you could, you know, set it in modern day, or, you know, in the galactic universe, and I think it worked, you know, other than adjusting the guns and the vipers. <laughs> exactly. And, you, yeah, the, the new, you've done Battlestar Galactica as well. Yes, it's actually one of my dreams come true to play I know Apollo. Nothing. And uh, I admit to nothing. I yeah, know nothing. yeah. Shannon's Shannon is a huge fan of the old Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. She, I don't think she's seen a single episode. Never. I showed her parts of who she is so she could play Athena, but uh, I don't think she's seen because you know she's such a fan of science fiction. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Did you hear us? Sorry, the phone beeped or something. Oh, that's okay. We, we heard it over here as well. Yeah. Go well ahead. So I was just saying she's such a fan of science fiction with tongue firmly in cheek. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, so tell me, what are you editing tonight? Actually, I edit between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. <laughs> really? Yeah, so I can get up early so that I can take care of, you know, hanging out with the family. Like tonight we were... Reading books, my two A honor roll grandkiddos who are yay the gate and got on your radio show not too long ago. That was fun. Not too long ago. That was a summer. Well, I, I measure time different. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, um, that's wonderful. Say hi to both of them for us. No, I will. I yay! Will. Yeah, that was great. No, so what will you be editing at four a.m. tomorrow morning? Yeah, yes, it's an ungodly hour, but um, <laughs> actually working on a new episode of The Grog and Griffin. And great getting ready to start writing and stuff for more episodes and i've got three episodes of beneath the planet of the apes already mixed i'm trying to get six of them done before we start releasing them in the summer sometime and i've got two more episodes of battlestar galactic in a mix too wow so so do you do your writing between four and six as well like what, do you plan one day to write one to edit how do you work it last year i took off the month of january and i wrote I don't know, three episodes of Galactica, six episodes of Planet Benny's Planet of the Apes, and then all the rest of the stuff you've been hearing us do. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Tons of stuff. Go to BrokenSea.com right now and see their entire list. It's ridiculously long. Are you still doing Green Pond? Is it Green Pond? Hold on, hold on for one second, Jack, okay? Sure. Uh, Paul's got the lines in, but he's been waiting on his, his nieces in New Zealand to make the rest of it. Right. So me as the stupid horse and my wonderful granddaughters, Draven and Kyra, will have all their lines in. So hopefully one of these days they'll be able to snag his niece. And you should listen to that one, Shannon. Green uh, Shannon should listen to Green Pond. She'd really like it. 
it's it's a whole bunch of kids and a magical horse, and and <gasps> and uh, Bill plays the magical horse, which is hilarious. I am there. It's there. <laughs> and Gareth Preston and Westlake Films plays the kind of Gargamel-esque wizard that helps them along from. Uh, I don't know, you know, mean pickles and gosh knows what. Yeah, it's it's a fun little show. It's really quite cool. I think it's on. It's hard for me to tell if it's on or oh, not. Oh, my mic is broken. Try, say something. All right. Say something. Hello? Yeah, it's working. Okay, I'm on. Good. Yeah, no, we want to make sure that Shannon's microphone was on while we are talking here kind of thing. So... Um, so n- you didn't take time off to write this this time around. So are you just sort of switching around? It, or do you write at four in the morning then once in a while? Or yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm right now trying to mix the head because I have this idea in my head for my wife's Aurelia Sword Cleaver to go and do a whole lot of mean, nasty things to the bad guys. I'm trying to mix the episodes in between, take a week off, and you know, get two or three in the can before we release them so as to not show any breakup once they start going out, if that makes sense. Sure. How, okay, what's your ratio down to now? How, how much can you produce in a two-hour time frame about? Depending on how many characters in it, like if it's like a scene, say, with you and Mark Kalita flying in your vipers in Battlestar Galactica. Right. And it's mainly just pushing buttons and throwing in thrusters and blasters. And, you know, two or three minutes saying, I can usually get most of that done except for whatever music I want to put in in the morning. Oh, well, that's good. Everything's been cleaned up, you know, for like a two or three minute scene. Sure. Do you clean the entire... Most of the headache comes when I start trying to get all complicated with the panning. Right. Do you, do you do all the cleaning of the of the uh, voices first be, in, in the entire show, or do you do it scene by scene? Most of the time, I, I try to, and then usually about two thirds of the way through cleaning up, say a large cast like Galactica, I'll get bored with cleaning up lines, <laughs> and so just start you know make sure I clean up the characters for the first scenes, and as I go along, I'll you know add them as I need them. But I, I try to get them all cleaned up. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. I have to get back into it, and I and I and I look to your incredible Im, uh, output to be able to uh, to get myself back into doing it. I have shows just waiting for me to edit. Oh, I'm looking forward to your pirates. To be quite honest with you, and putting my two cents in for a gate two, but that's just me. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you like gate two. I'll tell you, lots of people like gate. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I am actually working really hard right now on. Uh, on getting the western done. Oh, that's cool. Too. The west, the western. I'm up to three episodes of writing, and uh, I, I'd I'd like to start uh, recording maybe during March break if I work hard enough. Yeah. So, uh, how long are the episodes going to be? Like thirty minutes. Or thirty minute shows. Cool. So we're going to have fifteen of them too. That's the other thing I, I did, which when we started making Broken Sea, we Paul and I kind of decided to keep our scripts between fifteen and twenty pages. Right. Just because, I mean, I was writing grog scripts that were like 37, 40 pages long, so the mixing would go on for, you know, I don't know, a month or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and as cool as it was, you know, an hour-long show, it's a, I've got a 30-minute commute to work. I just did the math that odds are that most people had 30-minute commutes, and if we could, you know, somehow shoehorn that time frame in. Exactly. That's what I've found. I, and I, fi- I've, I found that this is kind of what my little formula is. I, th- I figure... After talking to some people, a 15-week show or a 20-week show means that if I, fi- if I do get it on a radio station like XM Satellite, they could play it three, at least three weeks continuously each day. 
So Monday to Friday, three weeks. If it's if it's twenty episodes, that's a whole month worth of brand new shows for people, and they like that if they have that opportunity to do that. So I I go for a thirty minute show that way. But they usually when I say thirty minutes, I I, I try to range for a twenty five minute show. That way, if I decide if I can get them onto a commercial radio station, they've got room for commercials. Oh, exactly, and bumpers and whatever else you want to plug, you know, do an extended you know epilogue or whatever if you need or whatever. Exactly. I, I really look look up to well, since you pointed me to Greg Taylor's stuff, but he'll how he does you know everything a year in advance. I mean that's just was astounding to me. Isn't it? He is so he is so meticulous. Total robot. Uh, and I I think I think it helps though that he works strictly on two shows. You know, he does 13 weeks of one show, 13 weeks of another show, and and even the summer shows he doesn't write, so it gives him time to sort of you know he produces them. But just the fact that he doesn't write them also saves him a lot of time. But the fact is that he does it all himself, right? He produces, he writes, and, of course, he stars in, in most of the shows himself. So uh, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll all get there someday. I, I still need to get to Red, Red Panda. Blackjack Justice is just such a fave of mine that I keep waiting for new episodes. So well, Blackjack is on right now, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I got—I I took the two of them, and I had downloaded like the first season of both or something. And I just randomly selected Blackjack Justice because of the name, right? And I was like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> it's great. You haven't even heard the Red Panda yet. I listened to one episode, but I've got—I mean, uh, half the time I'm listening to playbacks and stuff. Or <laughs> sure, you sent me—you know, you've been putting on one of y'all shows. So I'm, I'm trying to catch up on Sonic Society. Yay! Well, I'm glad you're still catching up on that. Absolutely. Hey, I just I want to put a shout out too for your brand new show, the OTR Swag. Oh well, thank you. That that's just a load of fun. Tell people about that. That's great. I just Jack knows about this, and it was actually the episode that went on episode three, Gun for Dinosaur, let off, followed by the two serials I'm running. They're all you know from the '60s and '50s or '40s. I forget which, but. uh it had a lot of hiss and pops and stuff, and I, you know, I spend my my morning four to six a.m. cleaning all that out of like you know everything from sound effects to vocal lines all day long, and it just you know, struck me when they were maybe people would like a version from you know X minus one Gun for Dinosaur written by El Sprite DeCamp of Conan fame, cleaned up without any hiss in it. I think I, I sent you a copy or something, just you know if you wanted to listen to it, you know and. I was, I know, I finished the Battlestar Galactic and I just got this idea of driving to work one day and I emailed Paul and Mark and Dave Koyak and Stephen Cohen and Damaris Manning, our group of people who kind of run Broken Sea. And I was like, what do y'all think of me doing this? You know, I could probably, you know, mix together two or three of them and we could just start releasing them weekly. And they're, they're all, you know, for it. And so I started just, I picked Temple of Vampires, which is one of my favorite OTRs. A story about three adventurers that you know head down into South America on a plane. The plane has problems. They end up near an Incan temple, and there are vampires. They're just pulled to the hilt. And you know, and that was just—I've always liked it, but it had a lot of hiss and pop. So I cleaned that up and did a little bit of EQ on it, just so you know, if it was tinning it, add a bass into it or whatever. I haven't added any special effects or anything, but just so people could hear them like they were meant to be heard, not. Exactly. Like they're on old folk in 78 records. 
No, and and uh, yeah, I have to agree with you there. Temple of Vampires is one of my favorites. When I when I happened upon Temple Temple of Vampires, on, I think it was on Boxcar Seven Eleven. I was just I did a double take because it was so unlike so many uh, old time radio shows that that I had listened to before. Mm-hmm. It was like you know vampires meet Indiana Jones. It was really exactly. it was so much fun. Well, and that and right around the time I discovered that. We started Broken Sea, and, and or we're getting ready to. It was like between January and March of our first year. In March, we officially started it. But Paul and I were, and Mark and Dave Koyak were all kicking around ideas for maybe some other originals, because I already had the grog. And then Paul and I came up with Ulysses based on the Goose thing we did. Right. And I was like, y'all got to hear this. You know, it's like send them links to, I think it was Boxcar 7-Eleven, as a matter of fact. And they wouldn't listen, they wouldn't listen. So finally dumbed one down to like 32k to fit it through gmail or something oh perfect just so <laughs> and, paul could listen to it yeah they, they, they're like, this is kind of cool so, where are those links again so then paul and mark both dug it and i'm like we could do something pulpy like this just a group of adventures kind of you know and that, next thing you know mark Kalita, i think if i remember right came up with the idea for jake samson and he was like well Bill, we gotta come up with somebody from texas for you and Texas Hold'em. Yeah, and he came up with that name. Actually, sent me a bumper sticker for Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> Texas Hold'em on it with a poker hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. But uh, and Paul and he, like Mark, started the script. And Paul helped you know cobble bits and pieces of the first one together, which was the Hyborian Gate, where our group of adventurers with Lucy and. Uh, oh gosh, what's Dave's character, the butler? I had to forget. But anyway, Hartford, they all just—they all get a cable at Jake's mansion, and they have to go down to Cross Plains, Texas. And yes, so happened this 1934 or so. And Harvey Howard found a mirror and let one of the beasties out of a certain realm. I'm, I hesitate to mention. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, you better be careful where you tread here for legal purposes. You, I don't think you could mention Robert E. Howard. For those people who don't know what I'm talking about, listen to next week's Sonic Society or go check out Broken Sleeves. Broken Sleeves. Broken, <laughs> broken Sleeves. Sleeves it's, it's, needs to be registered. Broken Sleeves sounds like a brand new blue audio drama I just created <laughs> in my head. No, Broken Seas uh, versus CPI, um, better known as Free the Sumerian. Go check that out on the, on the website somewhere. You'll find out all we need to know. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, that, that was about it. And they came up with this brilliant story. And then Paul, I think Paul wrote the next one where they end up in South America. And there's kind of a, I don't know, Lovecrafty and Beastie raising heck and possessed, you know, natives and things of that nature. And then the third one, or actually, we went to Egypt in the second one. The third yep. one was going to South America. But yeah. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, just even acting like that. I didn't even think about it. Just I got the lock, the script from Paul, and he's like, "Your Texas Hold'em," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Let me see. Can I do a Texan? I have to work on the accent. Exactly. Probably half a Texas kid not going to go string me up for <laughs> that uh, shtick there. But anyway, aren't you starting a new? Isn't there a new Jake Sampson coming out too? Actually, yeah, it was Dave David Sokoliak who makes them and. Wrote our fourth adventure called the Death Stalkers, which is just fantastic. I might add. Yeah, I think I it, is the first one out. Do what? I think the first one's out, isn't it? Yeah, I, I 
think we might release the second one too. I'm not okay. sure. I, I don't have the net here at the house, so. Yeah, no, I haven't listened to the first one. I think it's on my it's on my iPod. I've just finally gone through 700 items, and I'm now back to 324. So, I'm, go team. <laughs> I'm gonna get caught up by hell or high water. So. Okay, that, no, that's great. That's and I love Jake Sampson. You know what? We've played it here on the Sonic Society before. I love that kind of pulp stuff. And in fact, very soon coming up, we're having Mr. Adventure, which is uh, from PulpAdventures.net. Have you heard of him? Yes, I have. Definitely. I listened to the first series of Adventures and enjoyed the Thumb on Eighty Talk, which is a fantastic place where we're plugging people. Exactly. <laughs> AudioDramaTalk.com. Absolutely, it's a, it's a place where good audio drama people who produce and listen meet. Mm-hmm. And, and you get some feedback. It's just fun meeting all the people. I mean, like getting to talk talk with you guys on there about you know very whether it's just you know goofy stuff or you're interested in you know how y'all record a full cast and how many microphones you use or whatever. Exactly. You know? Just to just yeah, comparing what people do. Now to get off the audio drama thing for a minute, tell me what you're going to do for your birthday. Uh, go to work, <laughs> and then actually my uh, son-in-law built me a barbecue pit. Oh, nice. Yes, and he knows I'm a huge fan of the rock band Kiss. <laughs> yes, you oh, are. Dear. You are a Kiss Army member. Yeah, proud and proud of it. And it even got my wife to go to a concert. She said it was the best one she'd ever seen, even though she's not a big fan of Kiss. Well, there you go. They put on a great show. And anyway, he built this barbecue pit with a fire pit. It's huge. I can put about 15 steaks on it. And... He cut out with a blowtorch, a kiss logo, and welded it to the top of it. <laughs> awesome. That's so good. Play with my toy. <laughs> hey, now you must have seen that movie, Kiss Kiss in the Phantom of the Opera. Kiss meets the Phantom, yes. One That's right. One of the pathetic things on TV, and when I was in fourth grade, it was like gold. I know. I remember I watched it, and I was like, is this Kiss? Because I was too young, and I was like, this is, this is so cool, because they had, like, powers. And Marvel put out a comic book about the same time that was better, but oh, really? they had the powers, too, and it was just too cool. I first saw Kiss on the Paul Lind Halloween special. You ever saw that? <laughs> Paul Lind Halloween special. That takes us back. Oh, God, yes. I didn't know what they were. I was just staying up so I could see, like, the Wicked Witch of the East and hopefully Frankenstein. Right. And here comes these guys in armor and suit looking like superheroes playing love music, and my parents hated it. So, <laughs> like, I want that for Christmas. <laughs> They had great action figures. Oh, oh the, the latest ones by McFarland are fantastic. Yeah. The early ones look like Ken and Barbie with, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the ones from McFarland, you're right, are great. Well, he makes great action figures of anything, really. Oh, well, yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Spawn, too, and his whole art style. But. Yeah. No, and who can who can blame you? That's that's fantastic stuff. So tell me one last thing. We're just about running out of time. We're gonna have to go on with the second half of the show. Uh, how long are you? Gonna, how many more episodes are we gonna see in Planet of the Apes? Please tell me it's a continuing story that will never end. Anything else that you tell me will be wrong. Six scripted, and I, I actually broke it into seven because the first episode ran long. Right. And that gets you up to about where Brent starts getting tortured by the mutants. Right. Mind you, there are other additions I've added, and Shannon's done, done some brilliant work, as have you, Aww. mutants. Ah, uh, Shannon's amazing. Uh, well, I'm just always blown away when I forget to mix y'all guys into something. Just like, oh my, this is cool. Ah, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad we could help out. That's great, man. Oh, well, Mark Kaleida, of course, sounds just like Cornelius. I he mean, does. Just, and the lawgiver, as a matter of fact. He's got some great mimicry ability down there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, well, he just because I mean... 
he, he's able to twist his voice into a whole variety of things, and it's just fantastic. Uh, I won't go on too long about that. But, uh, <laughs> blows me away. Well, that's great. And Mark Mark Kalita is sort of one of the four guys that that, that sort of make up Broken Sea, correct? Yeah, along with well, yeah, David Sokoyak and Stephen Cohen, who writes Doctor Who, and actually has had two of his scripts optioned back in the past. Oh, good. And Damaris Mannering is kind of our editor slash. She writes our wrestling audio drama, Body Slam Alley. That's right. I haven't heard that one yet. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. It's a lark. You'll enjoy it. Just sit back and chuckle and sure. popcorn and drink bad beer or something. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and then, of course, Paul Mannering, her husband. Yes, who is just a brilliant writer. He's great. And he does a great Baltar, too. Oh, well, yeah, he, he is Baltar. He is, all, he is Baltar. i got to throw in Zombie Astronaut does the Cylons, and he's just... Oh, I love Zombie. That that and his podcast are just brilliant. Hey, did did you listen to my my uh, my portrayal in Night of the Cheesy Dolls? Yes, I did. I, I'm always fascinated when I hear people. I'm like, that's is that Jack? <laughs> oh, I man. love to be able to do character voices. I don't get a chance to do it, and then I used to do stuff like that a lot as a kid. I'm embarrassed to do it in front of people now, but it's great to be able to play with my voice uh, in in that way. I used to do everything under the sun. So that, that, that's just cool. <laughs> well, my friend, happy birthday early. I, you can you can officially have been told now that we we said it first. <laughs> well, thank y'all. I, I, I'll put y'all in the Neil Armstrong first men on my birthday thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. Take care. Happy sorry, birthday. sorry to take you away from the family. No, no problem. Love to Gene and the girls. <laughs> I will. Take care. Hi, Gina. (laughs) Take care, my friend. Bill's funeral was last Friday. Many of us toasted Bill's memory at 5 p.m. Some were able to go out and represent the entire community at the funeral itself. Bill's ashes will be spread at Robert E. Howard's museum, where he loved to go, and planned to take me when I finally made my visit. I miss Bill's messages every day now. I miss his early morning check-ins. For a man I never met, Bill was a big part of my life nearly every day for a decade. He leaves a legacy of family and friends and his art that many would be jealous of. Goodbye, Trap. Next week we pick up our audio swords again and continue his trust with a trilogy of Wayfront shorts. Until then... I'm Jack Ward. Good night. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.